is Jimmy Scroggins. I'm the lead pastor at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Are you tired of going to conferences, reading books, and listening to speakers who tell you how to do church when you know that you cannot do what they are recommending? You've come to the right place on our podcast. We're going to give you principles, strategies, and ideas that you can implement right now with the resources you have at your church because this is church for the rest of us. Welcome back to Church for the Rest of Us. Jimmy Scroggins here with Steve Wright and Leslie Bennett. We serve together at Family Church, and we are concluding this series and our first season right. of the podcast today. Yay. All right. I don't think we've been canceled yet. So I think, I think we're going to bring ourselves back for season two, right? We've already been renewed. Thanks for listening, Mom. Right. Steve and Leslie, you're already working on a plan for uh, next season of our podcast. Why don't you guys give us a little bit of a preview? Yeah. So Jimmy, obviously, you know, a lot of our listeners are people that aren't from South Florida and there aren't, there are people that aren't necessarily in the Bible belt. So, you know, who is, who are Steve Wright and Jimmy Scroggins and, you know, who is family church. And so really season one was about an introduction. And so a lot of times when I think about this and Jimmy, you may remember the first time, you know, you started noticing girls. Remember that? I don't know. That was a long time ago. Well, I've noticed a lot of, of them. Of, of course, <laughs> for me now, and of course, Tina knows this, the first girl I ever noticed in life was yeah. her, and I ended up marrying her. Yeah, that was that really was so amazing. Good. Yeah, that was that so was, good. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. But, you know, there's really a big difference, right, between noticing a girl and having a relationship with a girl. And yeah. so this yeah. idea of people just, you know, listening to our podcast, they're beginning to have, have a little bit of an introduction. But the truth of the matter is all of these ministries that we've been talking about, they require a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of resources. And so in season two, what we're going to do is we're going to drill down and really talk about the, the things that are required to pull these ministries off in the local church. And so we're going to bring in some rock stars, we're going to bring in some amazing people, some of our pastors, ministry leaders, talk about kids ministry, assimilation, student ministry, worship, launch, leadership pipeline, all of these conversations. And so we're really excited about that. Construction, drilling, Construction, how, like how to, to do our, our podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah. And so we, we've got a lot of these things. And so our last episode, you know, we talked about First Connection. And today we're going to talk about membership. We're going to hit some of the highlights, but next season, that's where we're going to bring in, for example, Bev Bonner, who's a rock star oh, yeah. here. And she she really is, I mean, even nationally, I would say she's one of, one of the most amazing leaders there are to talk about this. And so yeah. what I would do in, this sec, in the second season of our podcast, if I were a pastor, I would bring my team members around and I would listen to this with them so that you right. could debrief and have conversations about it. Yeah, I think that'd be incredible. You know, Bev did this workshop for us last year at our Sharper Conference on on moving people from neighbor to guest to friend to family. And every time she did it, it just packed out. Yeah. And so obviously, the room couldn't hold it. Well, well, we put her in the wrong room. It was the number one attended workshop. Well, we're going to fix that next time. Bev's a huge asset to our team. And I really don't know anybody who does assimilation better than Bev Bonner does at any church. Of course, our assimilation process is really culminates in our first connection 
meeting and she helps oversee the first connection process, which is uh, really important to us. Now, Steve, you work closely with Bev on first connection at our downtown campus right. and you have some great stories. We just had first connection recently. Oh, it's amazing. Tell us some of the people you met at first connection. Yeah. So, you know, you, you go into first connection and you, you meet people and there are gay people at our first connection. There are people that are living there, living together in our first connection. There, there was a couple this past Sunday in first connection, literally last week, they were filing for divorce, had a blowout. I mean, these guys are like going at it. And one of our church members reaches out to them, shares Christ with them. They come to church and boom, here they are at First Connection. We also had a couple that were missionaries in Canada and they're thinking about uh, going overseas with the IMB. And so these guys are like professional Christians. Right, right. And then my favorite couple was we, we had a uh, gentleman and his wife, and we were kind of going through because, you know, you meet people and you kind of think like they're all new to this when right. you live down here. We have to assume it. You have to assume it. And so they're like, one of our pastors is walking through and he goes, Pastor, I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but like, you know, we've been doing this for a while, so <laughs> right. what what do we right. have to just where's the envelopes? Yeah. <laughs> <You know. laughs> what night's choir practice? Right. You know, we've been doing this for a while. So you have all kinds of people coming to First Connection and this is really by design. Yeah, and Leslie, you know how important this is because I attend and teach at the downtown campus, Steve attends downtown campus, but you attend a different campus. Mm-hmm. But First Connection is important all the way across our entire culture that we're building at Family Church. We do it at all of our campuses, and I really like the notion of these bottlenecked conversations. Mm, I've heard you guys use that term. And the idea that you get the people there and you're able to have significant conversations with these people as we sit around the table. So we like to say at First Connection that we want to let you get to know us and we want to get to know you. And so yeah. we do have a pretty developed and Bev has really helped with this. She's great on common language and helping us shape culture. She takes that very seriously, she, which I appreciate. She about brings Bev. intensity um, to the conversation. Yes. And so as using first connection as our front door, we've really developed a great way to communicate to people who we are. Um, we have a presentation that we give. We have a nice piece that we put out that tells people who Family Church is, what our mission is, what our vision is. We pretty much wrap all of our programs into our core values, teach the Bible, um, build families, and love our neighbors. And so we make that presentation. And if you come to First Connection, you're really going to know who Family Church is. You're going to know what we're about, and you're going to have the opportunity to decide if you want to join us on the mission that we're on. Right. So if people, we we like to say, if people have been attending our church and you've been dating family church for a while, come to First Connection. We're going to give you the opportunity to commit to this relationship because at family church, we're aiming for what we call meaningful membership in every case. And you know, you don't have to be a large church, a small church, a large church, medium-sized church, country church, city church, whatever, uh, rock and roll church, traditional church. Hmm. Uh, It doesn't matter. All of us should be aiming for meaningful membership and all of our church for the rest of us listeners. I hope you're, I hope you're grabbing a hold of that idea. And we do have three membership requirements. I know some other churches have more, but we have three. Two of them are directly from the Bible. And the third one we've just found to be extremely effective for building community and membership. So to be a member at Family Church, you have to, number one, you have to be a believer in Jesus. We ask people to share with us their conversion story or a time when they repented of their sins and put their faith in Jesus to forgive them for their sins. Secondly, you have to have been, or you have to agree to be baptized as a believer because we do teach believers baptism by immersion. 
if you're baptized as a baby or before you're a believer, then, then, then in order to be a member at Family Church, you're going to have to be baptized by immersion, you know, after you became a believer. And of course, they don't have to be baptized here, but they have to tell us a story. They have to tell us their baptism story. And that's, that's, that's a really big deal. So we do tie baptism to membership, and we see that as a, as a biblical approach to church membership. But we do have one more requirement. Steve, what is that? Yeah. So obviously, when you, when you think about context, what I've just described earlier, you have people from all walks of life. And so you really want to have a meaningful conversation mm-hmm. with them. And so mm-hmm. if you want to make sure that they know Christ, if you want to make sure that they're a baptized believer, well, you better, you better have some place in your church where you're having uh, conversations. And so for us, it's first connection. And again, this is a key metrics for us. And this really help, has helped us build our church. You know, what you win people to uh, is what you win them with. And so this th- at Family Church, this is really where the tail wags the dog. And it's that important to us. We know that we're making headway because the metrics tell us so. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about where we are just this year, Jimmy, Bev, and Kim Wells were giving me a report a couple of weeks ago. And last year, we just had this unbelievable, crazy year with First Connection. And we thank the Lord for that. And I think we'd had like 900 and something people attend First Connection through the first you know, six or seven months of this year, we had set a goal of having 1,800 people come to First Connection. And I'm sure we'll have well over 2,000 people come to First Connection this year. But you think about just because of the trajectory and the metrics and the emphasis of First Connection, our uh, up to this point of the year, we're like up 40% for the year. And I just would I wouldn't think that that would probably happen if we were not keeping that on the dashboard in front of us as a priority. Yeah, and we're talking first connection. Every staff meeting, every leader rally. I mean, we are we are every banging retreat. The dry. Yeah, I mean, first <laughs> connection is 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 our thing. And Leslie, you you've certainly been a part of helping us communicate that to yeah. our team. And I think too, just the the traction we've gained over the years as we've kept running the play and running the play and yeah. running the play with. I think we've talked about that before, but. Rather than you know, see just giving stuff a little time to work and and measuring it and determining oh maybe it's not working, but we've been doing this now, right. and I think we're seeing the fruit of the Absolutely. consistency. Like you said, Steve, of this is our go-to. You know, we tell everybody when you meet somebody, invite them to First Connection. Have they been to First Connection? And the fact that we too we have table leaders, and this also allows us to advance our culture, advance our training, because they have to be trained really in the three circles, right? That's correct. If you go to First Connection if you're leading The table leaders table do there, for First Connection, yeah. yeah. Right. Not everybody that goes, but if right. you're sitting at a table, a lay person, we have lay people, my husband and I do it at our um, campus where we sit with people, and we get to let them explain to us their story, where they're uh. at. We've had opportunities to just help people articulate their faith a little better. We had opportunities to share the three circles with them. Right. And so we have this, you know, feeling where we're trying to develop really true community at our church and really inviting people to belong to something that's meaningful and spiritually significant. Well, you know, everybody has this idea that, I mean, we want to belong, right? right? And so, you know, when you think about, you know, here's your first time showing up at a church, and so you you come and then maybe the first five or six or 10 conversations that you have say, hey, well, listen, I don't know that I've met you. Hey, have you been to First Connection yet? 
Well, after about the 10th time someone asking you, you need to go to this, have you been to this yet? You you kind of get the picture. So it's a really... <laughs> it is funny because some people resist and you kind of go, hey, have you been to First Connection? They just kind of like, oh my gosh, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, after a while though, it's like, I yeah. want to go see this thing. It that's must right. really be amazing. That's right. Yeah. Well, it is definitely part of our culture at this point. And that's, as uh, Leslie, you raised such a great point that I think so many uh, churches of all sizes, they, they start out with a plan, they borrow it from someone else or adapt it from someone else mm-hmm. or just straight steal it from someone else. Mm-hmm. And they do it for a month or two months or a year or two years. They never do it long enough to let it actually bear fruit. And these, these I, you know, I actually believe that a lot of different methods would work if you would just work the method a little right. bit longer. Right. Jimmy, you remember the staff retreat where I was really, you know, very passionately <laughs> telling our team, you've got to run the play. You've got to run it full back up the middle, full back up the middle. <laughs> and uh, our worship pastor, Christian Ramos, came up to me after the after the session. We were talking about First Connection, and this is the play we run. And it's like running the full back up the middle, which is a common play in, in, in football. And at the, at the end of the meeting, Christian comes up and says, man, Pastor Steve, I'm really motivated. He said, but can you tell me one thing? What is a fullback and what is the middle? Yeah, where does he run the ball up the middle? He I didn't thought have you a... were going to say how they tell everybody says you could, you're could. you the only person who can beat a dead horse with a dead horse. I, yeah. That is true. <laughs> I can that beat does a dead, happen. That does happen. And this is one of the dead horses that we beat around here. Yeah, we want to. And, and you know, just, just as actually Christians are a really good segue into this next idea I wanted to talk about because Christian comes from a different background. So Christian grew up in Puerto Rico. He grew up speaking Spanish. He did not learn Spanish until he was in high school. His wife did not learn Spanish until she was in college. I mean, English English, until she was in college. And so at our church, we have all different kinds of people from all walks of life at family church. And when you go to first connection as Steve, as you pointed out earlier, you're going to meet all of them. So there are single people and married people and people who are divorced and people who are rebuilding in their second or third or fourth marriage and people with his kids and her kids and our kids and people who wish they could have kids and people who wish they could give their kids away, you know, drug, so, drug addicts. Oh yeah. I mean, drug just, addicts, just, people dealing with depression, people and, who have been to church the very first time, people who, people for whom that day at First Connection, they got invited to First Connection on the first day they ever came to church. Right. And then, you, like you said, there are people who've been in church 40, 50 years. These are like right. Green Beret church veterans. <laughs> and so so they know all the moves, you know. But one of our first unwritten membership requirements is people have to be repenting, repenting sinners. And it's so vital when people come, because people ask me all the time, what do you do when somebody comes to church and they say, hey, they're, you know, it's a man who's there with his husband or a lady who's there with her girlfriend, or what do you do when there when there's a couple who are they're a heterosexual couple they're there living together not married. How do you how do you talk to them? And what we try to do is we have an opportunity to have this bottleneck conversation where we're talking very tenderly and very kindly to them about how much we love them, how much we're glad they're at family church. Where if they brought their kids, we're so glad. But in order to join family church, one of the things you have to do is you have to tell a story of repenting of your sins and believing in Jesus. And we just don't allow any unrepentant sinners to join family church. So family church is not a church of perfect people. It's a church of sinners, but it's a church of repentant sinners. So there are drug addicts who fall on and off the wagon, but they're repenting drug addicts. They're working, they're committing. There are people with all kinds of sexual sin in their past who are working through that and we're helping them and holding them accountable and encouraging them and brothering them and sistering them. We're trying to help. But if you're an unrepentant sinner, and it doesn't matter if you're an unrepentant drunk, if you're an unrepentant thief, you're an unrepentant liar, you're an unrepentant adulterer, doesn't matter. 
you, you can't join. So this is where we get to hear that story and have these conversations. Mm-hmm. So we welcome all of these people to come. And our whole, our whole thing is we want to help people discover and pursue God's design mm, for their right. life. That's right. And that's what we're trying to lay before people. We're trying to woo them with the beauty and the power of God's design. We want them to join family church. If joining family church is the desire of their heart, um, none of us is perfect. None of us have it all together. Mm-hmm. We're on this journey together. But the thing about family about uh, family church that we do that I think creates a great part of our culture, they come to First Connection and they hear in a very clear and candid way, this is what we believe. Right. This is why we believe it. Um, these are the things. This is the bedrock that we're built on. And they get to actually decide, is this the kind of church that they even want to join? And they there's there's no surprises. There's no smoke-filled rooms. You know, we're not going to pass out the secret underwear later. I mean, this is who we are, we put it right out there. Yeah, well, Jimmy, membership is a big thing, and it's not just a big thing at Family Church. It's a big, it's a big thing in the Bible. And so, you know, when you think about being part of and joining, it's really important because what we want to do is we want to ask people to not just be members. I mean, obviously, we're making that appeal, but our our idea is that we want people to be involved. And so we ask people when they come to First Connection to attend, to serve, to give. Because when you look at the New Testament, there's no such thing in the New Testament as someone that is a Christian that hasn't joined the mission of Jesus. So when you think about the woman at the well, when you think about the demoniac, when you think about the Philippian jailer, these were people whose lives were all screwed up. I mean, these guys had broken lives, messed up lives, but they immediately joined the mission of Jesus of making disciples. And that's what we want to invite people to here at Family Church. Now, again, we can make the dating analogy. People were neighbors. We invited them to become guests and they came to our church and then they became friends. But we really want them to come and be family with us. And we want to be a family church that is on mission making disciples here in South Florida. And so obviously we live in a transient place and in a place where a lot of, there is a lot of lostness and we want to invite as many people as possible to join us on this mission. Yeah. And that's a great way to say it. You're not joining a club. You're joining a family and you're joining a family in the mission of the family. Yeah, it kind of amazes me how there's a trend away from church membership, like some I know. don't want I to. don't get that. Yeah. Church for the rest of us. What are you I, guys doing? <laughs> Come on. I mean, I, I'm not trying to criticize anyone, but I just wonder, because, you know, membership's a big thing. I mean, people want to join country clubs. Everywhere. They want to join Costco. You know, like, <laughs> why do you Costco. have to be a member of Costco? <laughs> I, I don't understand that you want to join Costco. You join. You pay you know, to go shop. Exactly. You join, you know, a CrossFit gym. You join the Facebook community. People want to join. They want to belong. And what better place to belong than church? And in my opinion, you know, for us here in West Palm Beach, what better place to belong than family church? I live a long way away from my family. I have for a long time. And I just so much appreciate having a church family that's walked this road with, you know, been there for us mm-hmm. through the good times, through the bad times. And, you know, we're in this together because it's not The good, the easy. bad, the ugly. Yeah. It's not easy to be on mission for Jesus in a place where most people aren't. And um, I love the fact that we get to go to a church that's close to our home where we can invite right. our friends and our family and our neighbors. Um we really are, you know, focused on taking the gospel to every person in every neighborhood in South Florida, Florida, and this is really a dream come true. 
for me in many ways yeah. to get to be part of a neighborhood church. Isn't that cool? Because, you know, Leslie, I think about you and George Bennett, you know, you guys, and I think about John and Helen Dickinson. Those are friends of ours that go to our church. All four of you guys live in kind of the same neighborhood. You used to attend our downtown campus, Mm -hmm. which is like 30 minutes from your house. And then we were able to start a neighborhood church Mm -hmm. near you guys. And I love, I don't know if you and George were saying the same thing, but John tells me all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like as soon as you invited me to go be a part of the launch team, I made a one-year commitment and I told Helen, one second after my one-year commitment oh. is up, I'm coming back downtown. Yeah. And, you know, three years later, he's like, I'm never coming back downtown. This is my neighborhood church. So I love that See, I always feel. felt that I wanted to have a church close. I didn't want to leave my church because I love my church. Right. But I wanted my church to be closer to my home so that you could actually <laughs> we could just move it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I think it's hard to invite people when you're saying, do you want to get up at 8 a.m.? And drive, you know, thirty minutes and right. come to this place to me when you're you don't even get out of bed usually till noon on Sunday. So sure. I always thought it was a tough invite, um, a tough way to reach people. So I love yeah. the name. And Leslie, you've also talked about the importance of this family. It's not just a temporal family. Yeah. I mean this this is an That's eternal right. Right. you know deal. And yeah. it's really cool to just think about these relationships are not just something that we're just going to you know, bounce through for a couple of years. I mean, this, this it's a forever family. That's right. Yeah. And this idea of family, let's just let, why don't we close our first season of podcast with mm-hmm. that idea that we are named family church for a reason. Family is a biblical concept mm-hmm. for what God is inviting us into when he sent Jesus. It's a biblical concept for how, how God wants Christians to relate to each other. I mean, the biblical language of brothers and sisters, we call God our heavenly father. This is powerful family language. And we want to be a family church where every single person, regardless of their background, can come and connect with the family of Christ. And we don't just want them to connect um, theoretically with the family of Christ. We want them to connect experientially with an actual blood and flesh family of Christ right here, the body of Jesus. Well, that's a great place for us to end season one and the Church for the Rest of Us podcast. And the only thing that I would add as a final plug, if you are able, we would love for you to join us on March the 1st, 2018 at our Sharper Conference so that we can meet you personally. Uh, You can register today at sharperconference.com. This is a smaller conference. You'll be able to hang out with Steve and Leslie and me and a bunch of others and Bev and people that we talk about all the time. You will meet all the presenters. We don't have a green room. We want to hang out with you in the hallways. We want to have a meal with you. We want to connect. It's really important to us that we get to learn from you and we can learn together. So also I'd encourage you to make sure you follow us on familychurchnetwork.com so that you can receive updates on our season two launch, which is coming up not too long from now. So listen, we are glad that you've joined us on the church for the rest of us podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you in our next season. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins or check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog. We want your feedback on today's podcast. Plus, we want to know what you are doing because we want to learn from you too. Hey, until next time, this is Jimmy Scroggins and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us.